Hello and welcome to the Picks episode of the Wilding and Owen Show, right here on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever else you get your podcasts. Luke, I don't know if you saw our Spotify wrapped, but our viewers, they're, they're on the uptick after this year. 66% increase in followers. That's crazy. We're up from one person to three people or something like that, but no, I'm just kidding. We're up to it's from good one to person see. to uh, to one and two-thirds of a person. Thank you, yes. You're the math guy, not me. You can't. You can't. Um, what you were doing is is a 200% increase, I believe. What do you mean what I'm doing? One to three wouldn't be. Oh, oh. Or, I don't know. 300%. I don't if we know, had whatever. 10 people, we'd have originally we'd have 13 now. So I don't know what the number is. It might've been like five to like six and they're just rounding rough. But in all seriousness, Luke, shout out to all of our, our viewers, our listeners, the people that, that, you know, we wouldn't be here without you guys, you know, our, all six of you. George Watlin one time. Yep. Uh, well, we, you said we have some fans. No, we do have fans. We have people that listen that, that reach out to me every week and, and talk to me. Not my family members, though. My parents, they don't care. They don't listen. So I can say whatever I want about them on the show. It won't get back to them. So I guess that's kind of the beauty of it. I See, I feel like Braga would love this show. I feel like he'd really enjoy it. Yeah, I feel like he would, but I don't know. Unless he's he secretly listens and just doesn't tell me, which is possible. He's already sick of listening to you talk sports, though. He's done it for 21 years of his, lo- of his life. <laughs> You know, no, I think he thoroughly enjoys it. He he loves picking my brain every time I see him. He he wants to get the updates, so I don't know, but yeah, you could be right. One thing that he probably didn't want to see last week was that one in five performance both of us had, just just Oof. ugly. I mean, and I was fairly confident in a lot of my picks. I loved my Tennessee pick. I loved it, and it just what Tennessee did was they just took a, a hot pile of dung and threw it in my face. That's what they did to me. Well. To defend you, Tennessee had a lot of opportunities. And they, and they had injuries. Two field goals. Which I didn't know An about. interception at the one. Yeah, the A.J. Brown injury. And this is a really weird stat, Matt, but the Patriots, uh, against them, kickers are kicking at a 60% clip, which is 10% worse than any other team. So, for some reason, the Patriots have gotten extremely weird field goal luck. You know, it's kind of like turnover luck. We saw with Dallas, their defense, without turnovers, really getting kind of trounced the last few weeks. So, maybe the Patriots come back down to earth. If uh, Tyler Bass makes some field goals this weekend for the Bills. Yeah, and and it'll be interesting. And that's a game I'm not even touching. So why don't we start with our picks, Luke? Would you like to go first? Can I give you the honors? You're leading by about a game and a half. Sure, we both lost, so there's no winner there. But I'll, I'll give the first pick. And I'm going a team that I've bet, I think, last week. I could actually check the sheet here. Uh, I didn't pick them last week, but I picked them the week before that. And I feel like they, they haven't let me down this year. And I it actually might be because I've only picked them like once or twice this entire year. It's the Washington football team. I, I like the way they're playing right now. They go to Vegas. They're getting two and a half points. I think this could be a close game. I think it's one that maybe the Raiders win, but only by a point or two. So give me the two and a half on Washington. They're playing good football. Antonio Gibson had a really nice game last week. He's starting to get uh, a little bit more healthy after suffering that shin injury. Heineke's playing well. This is a team that's in the playoffs right now, and if they want to stay there, they've got to keep winning. So give me Washington plus two and a half against Vegas. There's a couple games I really like. Luke, I love that one. I've got about seven games on tap that I have to select from, so I won't pick it just yet. But give me Indianapolis minus 10 against the Texans. This is a team that was kind of embarrassed against Tampa Bay last week. I think they bounced back. The Texans are not a good football team. They make a decent amount of mistakes, and I'm just – I'm excited to watch Jonathan Taylor's performance this week. It feels like it's almost much watch, must watch television is, is watching him run the ball. And, and who would think that anyone would really say that? Because 
you know, running backs aren't the sexy plays. You know, quarterbacks, you know, you love the long ball, the the cool throws. But Jonathan Taylor much must watch football. And Carson Wentz, maybe he's not worth giving up a first-round pick, but he's been good enough for this team for a majority of this season. Yeah, I mean, every loss they've had, they've kind of been in the game. It's just they haven't been able to close. Even last week, they were leading Tampa Bay by two touchdowns going into the half. It looked like they are going to win. And then for some unforeseen reason, Jonathan Taylor got basically no touches the entire second half. So feed Jonathan Taylor. Let the run game do the, do the talking. Michael Pittman's great as well. I like that pick. I don't know why I'm giving you so much like added juice to your pick, considering I'm not taking the Colts. Um, but I do like that pick. I'm going to go with. Uh, a big line myself. I like the Rams minus 13 against the Jags. Uh, they were my lock last week, and I know they let me down. But the thing is, Jacksonville's horrible. I mean, they just lost to the Falcons in a game that was just disgusting that no one probably even saw a single second of. The Rams are a team that have beat up on bad teams. They're not good against good teams, but they can certainly beat bad teams. Going home, I like them to win this game by at least two touchdowns. Reminds me of that Seahawks-Jaguars game where the line was kind of you know, I think it, it ended up being about 10 or, or so at kickoff, and it was like, oh, maybe the Jags keep it close, and it was like 24 nothing. I think the Rams will blow out the Jags. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'll, I'll check the sheet. I believe I picked Seattle in that game. What week was that? In the Yeah, that was, oh, man, I think that was week 9 or 10 maybe. Uh, uh, definitely, or was it week 8? And there's no way they were three-point favorites, right? I don't know. I'll, I'll pull it up right now. I'm pulling when up the Seahawks schedule. Let me see if I can. This is that bad radio. Was, this is we picked horrible Seattle radio. a lot. We picked them 14 times. Oh, wait, no. That's just that was, total. Never mind. That was a uh, week. Oh, my gosh. It doesn't even say. Forget it. It was on Halloween. It's fine. Just forget it. Um, <laughs> I like that pick a lot, the Rams. I'm leaning it myself. Again, we're going to end up having you know similar picks, and it's not like we, we talked about it beforehand, but the board itself stinks. I hate the board, but – let me let me go against that one for a second. Let me go Minnesota minus seven against the Lions. This feels like a Love game that. that Minnesota would lose, right? It feels like it's the game like, oh, you know, Minnesota luck. But I like what they've been doing. Madison's been a really, really good running back. He's basically equated what Dalvin Cook's been doing for this team. And you know what? When you go back to the Lions, if they're going to lose, if they're going to tie Pittsburgh in a game they were destined to win, they're not winning a game this year. And, and I don't know the health status of Jared Goff. But, I mean, that, that Thanksgiving game was an all-time snooze fest with their backup quarterback in there. I don't even remember the, what the guy's name is because he was so No, Jared Goff played on Thanksgiving. No, he didn't. Did he? Yes, he did. He started. Oh, I'm yeah. thinking of the week before that. Either way. Yeah, the week before that. Either way, give me the, the Vikings minus seven. Kirk Cousins is great. And they're still in the hunt. They've got to win these games. You know, if they were a little bit further back out, if they were in the AFC, let's say, at, what, six and seven, you might not win that game. But you know, it's a winnable chance to, to make a playoff spot. And, and they're not six and seven, are they? They are. They're five and six. Five and six. So they're right there. You know, win this game, you're back to 500, a very winnable, you know, fairly easy seventh wild card spot to get. Someone's got to take the reins. And I'm not saying Minnesota does that, but I think they extend the hope of their fans against a team like the Lions. Yeah, I like that pick as well. Uh, if the Lions were going to win, I think, you know, that Pittsburgh game, even last week against the Bears, it was a last-second field goal. So I think this is going to be a big letdown for the Lions. I think the Vikings will roll there. Uh, Kirk Cousins is going to maybe have to make some throws, but I still think, like you said, Madison will be good. Also, earlier today it was ruled that DeAndre Swift's going to miss the game. So the Lions basically have no weapons. So I love that pick. I uh, thought about it myself, but I'm going to go with a, kind of an interesting game and one that we'll probably talk about a little bit more. 
Give me Miami minus four against the Giants. Daniel Jones, the neck's hurting. Uh, he should just take some of Mike Lennon's neck. He's got a lot of neck to go around. So if Daniel Jones just took a little slice of that, maybe his neck would be fully healthy. But either way, even if Daniel Jones starts this game, their offense has been boring. It's been sluggish. And going into Miami defense, that's been really great these last you know four or five weeks. I think Miami keeps rolling against the Giants. It's going to be an ugly game, but I think the Dolphins can win it, you know, 14 to six. Like, it's going to be gross, like 21 to, to 13, something like that. But give me the Dolphins minus four. Luke, I've loved every single one of your picks. Every single That's one. Bad. Miami was my eighth pick on the board. I, I didn't want to take it because I, I have some other things that I like. But I'm, I'm nervous, man. Maybe I should start picking the same picks as you because I really like them, and I'm afraid you're going to, you know, end up winning it out, you know. I have my lock. My lock, I don't think, is similar to but, yours. See, but I've hyped up your first two picks, so I like your picks too. I think we're just—I think we're gonna have a good week. I hope I, so. The we, juju's feeling good right now. Really do for a good week. Me, I went four and two two weeks ago. So you're really. Oh wow, you went one. You went one and five three weeks ago, even in week ten. Wow, you're five, really struggling one, here as a white. Four and four and fourteen in your last three weeks, Luke. Not yeah, keep talking about that, but ignore when I went five and one, four and two, four and two, five and one the, the week before that. <laughs> uh, back to my third pick here. Oh man, see, I kind of like Denver plus nine and a half, but I just I don't know. I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I. I don't think I have the guts to pull the trigger on a pick like that. On the road, I don't like it. If they were home, I would love it, but on the road, that's tough. Yeah, you know what? Give me Washington plus two and a half. I, I like the pick. I said it when you made the pick. I have no stones, Luke. We know this. I have no guts. Yeah. I'm not a gambling man. So I'm going to end up having to, unfortunately, share a couple of your picks because I just I can't do Denver. I can't do it. Yeah, I don't blame you. I'm going to go my fourth pick. Give me Baltimore minus four and a half against Pittsburgh. I mean, Pittsburgh's a mess right now, and maybe that's the reason why you should take them. It's like they can't be worse than they've been, but I, I think they can be. Baltimore – real stinker of a game last week against Cleveland, but their defense has been really good lately. And I think that the way the Steelers offense is playing, the Ravens defense should stay, uh, you know, pretty strong. I think they win this game pretty easily. Yes. It's a road game. It's an emotional game for both teams. It's it's one of the bigger rivalries in the NFL, but I think the Ravens win and cover that four and a half. It's a, it's a big number. Are the Ravens on the, are at home or are they on the road? No, they're, they're at Heinz. That that might give me some, some weariness. You know, Lamar Jackson didn't look great last week, I think it was. But it's not yeah. like the Steelers' offense is anything to really, you know, put any fear into you. Um, so no. I, I don't mind the pick. I don't think I want to touch that with the rivalry game. But give me the Rams minus 13, Luke. You know, they, they're not three-game wow. losing Wow. I said I liked the pick at the time. What are you saying? You're just – you're, you're... – you have to defer to me. Listen, listen. I like the pick when I saw it. I said to myself, Jacksonville stinks. The Rams need a sh- the Rams need this game, right? They're a team that's on a three-game losing streak. You you hope that they're not this bad with all the money they, and all the draft picks they've invested into this team. And this is a game where they need to blow the doors off Jacksonville, right? It was kind of like the, the Bills after losing to Jacksonville. They smoked the Jets. That's where this game is for them. And, and I think they end up winning. You know, they, they seem to throttle the teams that stink and they can't beat the good teams. So give me the Rams minus 13. Now, Luke, if you take my my uh, lock, I'm going to be very upset because you're going first. I deferred. I'm still picking my lock regardless. But if we have three of the same picks, I'll be very upset. I'll give you do your lock first then. and We'll make it dramatic. All right. San Francisco minus three. It's not my lock. All right, good. I love this pick. I this is a pick that I would snuggle up with. I would, you know, 
make a nice steak dinner for. This is just a brilliant pick, Luke. It's it's masterful. It's it's almost too easy that now I'm talking about it. I'm afraid I'm going to lose it. <laughs> but Seattle yeah, I mean... stinks. Jamal Adams is checked out. They have no offensive line. Their running game is mediocre. And honestly, I think Russell Wilson's checked out. I think he's done with Seattle. And I hope that whoever comes in to be the GM of the Giants trades for Russell Wilson. I think that'd be awesome. It's a good fit. He wants a bigger market for Sierra. I think that would be such a fun scenario for New York. It'd be good for football. I think he actually makes the Giants a playoff team. So I say all that to say, give me the 49ers minus three on the road in Seattle. The Seahawks stink, and the Niners are, are good. They're going to they're gonna make a push for that playoff spot. I, I like that pick a lot. I thought about it, and I kind of talked myself out because I was like, Seattle, I feel like they have one more like good game in them. I don't know if it'll be this week or what, but they've been horrible. They're 1-4 at home. Uh, the Niners are 4-1 and one on the road, so I like your pick. I think the Niners are just going to run the ball down their throats. I mean, there's going to be no answer. We've seen Jamal Adams. He doesn't want to tackle anybody, and he's not going to want to tackle when the 49ers run the ball 45 times right down his throat. So I like that pick a lot. They're going to control the clock. They're going to score on most of their possessions. And then Seattle's going to have to do something offensively. And the Niners' defense has been good. You mentioned bad offensive line in Seattle. I like that pick. I, you know, you say you don't have stones. This pick, Matt, is – it's like the, the gif of the uh, of South Park or the picture mm-hmm. of South Park. Or LeBron just walking James around celebration. with a wheelbarrow. Oh, can I guess what That's your right. pick is? Can I take a guess? Yeah. Take, um, take a stab. Hmm. Let's see here. Give me. Is it is it the Chargers uh, plus three? No. Is it the no, Bills minus two please. and a half? It's the Bills minus two and a half because when Homer. you it's a line on the no no on the opening line you know it opened I think what at three and I was like if that if you give me just that half point I will love it I will full on make out with this pick give me the Bills minus two and a half home game. Crowd is going to be rocking. This is going to be the biggest home game uh, in years that's not a playoff game. And even in the playoffs, it wasn't a full crowd. This is going to be a crazy environment. Show me something, Mac Jones. If Mac Jones is legit, if this Patriots team is legit, then they'll go into Buffalo and win this game. Not buying it. Give me the experience. Give me the Bills. Yes, they're without Tredavious White, but this offense is going to be humming. The defense is going to make the stops. Bills minus two and a half. Lock that baby in. And, Luke, this is almost the perfect game. If you're going to pick a game to, to, to not have Trey White in, it's not perfect, but what weapon really scares you yeah. on this Nelson Aguilar? Offense? Is Nelson Aguilar going to go for the man 300? can cover no. himself. He can't catch Stop. football. Exactly. Jacoby Myers, the man with one career touchdown. Stop it. Stop yourself. Yeah. I, I like this pick. I just I don't want to look into it. I don't know. I don't want to touch – Mac Jones and the Patriots or any of those games right now. But this is going to be a fun game, Luke. This is going to – like, how worried are you for this game? 40%, baby. I told you. Worry meter is still at 40. Now, how excited – is this the most excited you've been for a football game in quite some time? Yeah, I mean, right after the Thanksgiving game ended, I was like, okay, this is it. Like, early in the year, I will say that Chiefs Sunday night game was pretty exciting. But the way the Chiefs were playing, it kind of felt like the Bills were going to win that game. But the chirping that's gone on online, if you're if you're in the Bills circles, you, you kind of there's been like the Venn diagram running into Pats fans who are like, no, the Pats are using the Bills excuses from like a few years ago. It's like no one thought we were gonna be here. Like this is everyone said this was the Bills division, blah blah blah. So like it, it's crazy. It's like I'm living in this reverse world where growing up it was like Tom Brady owns everyone, and the Bills once in a while they have a little run and then they get shut down. 
And now the Patriots are kind of trying to be the little brother. It's like, no, they're still the Patriots. And there's still kind of that hatred in, in the hearts of Bills fans. So I'm, I'm pretty amped up for this game. It's a rivalry game. The, the crowd's going to be juiced up. So I'm very excited. Now, a quick question for you, Luke, which I guess I know the answer to. Is there a chance we see all three New York teams win again? You know, the Giants playing, playing a winnable game against Miami. Mm-hmm. The Eagles and Jets playing. You know, Jalen Hurts didn't look great. He threw a lot of interceptions last week. Obviously, the Giants defense better than the Jets. Might be Minshew Mania for the Eagles on Sunday. Is it Sunday. really? But, oh, Hurt, it Jalen might be. Hurts Jalen hurt himself, Hurts right? is still. Yeah, he's hurt. Jalen Hurts. So, I don't know. Yes, Jalen does hurt. So, I don't know, though. It's like, Hurts probably gives them a better chance because they run the ball well. Mm-hmm. But if they have to throw, I mean, Minshew might be the better option there. And he's going to be coming in gunning for thinking, you know, if I play a great game here, why not start me the rest of the way? I mean, they've got to win games. I don't think they'd do that, but maybe that's kind of in the back of his mind. But I will say, certainly possible that all these teams win. It's not like the Dolphins or the, the Eagles are exactly world beaters. And if it happens, I think we have to crown New York the football capital of the world. 6-0 in their I'm last thinking. two games, what, what, what it would be? I think the Bills might have the least chance of winning. Unless Daniel Jones doesn't play, then maybe it's the, maybe it's the Giants. Which, how crazy of a story is that, where he played the entire game with a sore neck? And, and now, yeah. there's, you know, he's, he's a full participant in practice, but he might be out the rest of the season. Yeah, the the verbiage being used around him this week is so strange where it's like everyone's like, oh, like he he could be out for the year. This could be season ending. And then it's like, oh, no, he, he could play on Sunday. And he kind of said, yeah, I'm taking it day to day. I'm planning on playing. It's like, what what's going on here? Like, what's the truth here? And it's so disappointing, Matt, because we need to find out what this guy is. Like, it, it's so hard to judge him. And if he's not on the field again, does that factor into the decision where it's like this is the second year in a row where down the stretch he hasn't been available to you? And I'm not saying it's his fault. I mean – the O-line's been bad uh, ever since he got here, and, and I don't even know where he specifically got injured, but it certainly has to be taken into account when he's missed these games. Right, but but also, do you say on the flip side, we don't know what he is because he's been hurt. You know, maybe he's actually our quarterback. Yeah. I think you bring him back for next year unless you go out and make a trade for, our, you know, Russell Wilson, Agreed. who I really want to see in, in New York. I think it'd be super fun. And, and look at the defense. Like, that's a solid defense. If you – and I, I wonder if the trade, if you could get – you know, if you trade your pick, and then, a, and then a first in next year's draft, and then Daniel Jones, does that get you Russell Wilson, where you can save one of your top 10 picks for this year, go out there, get an offensive lineman. Your weapons are good. Your defense is good. Your quarterback's to your question mark. But if you can get a better offensive line next year, plus Russell Wilson, that's, a good, that, that's, a, that's how you turn around a team. You have the defense already. Go out there and get your quarterback, because before you know it, that defense is not going to be good in, the next, in two, three years down the line. Yeah, I agree. I think that'd be a good fit. And I think Russell Wilson's going to say, maybe I won't go public with it, but hey, I'm out. Like, you guys need to figure it out. And the, and the Seahawks will jump on a trade like that because, I mean, we know they need first-round picks. So it's probably going to be a battle of who can give up the most first-round picks. And if the Giants can say, hey, we have a young quarterback here. He's, he's pretty good. You know, he's a dual threat. We think there's something here. Maybe you could try to develop him. And if not, you have a million first-round picks to deal with. So that could be a nice deal for Seattle as well. And I think the Giants, you know, they should look into that. They should maybe – it's a whole different conversation, but Sean Deshaun Watson could be in the conversation depending on what happens with him. Aaron Rodgers to me, like, yeah, he's great, but man, I I don't want to talk about him every week. He he's just gone full, like I he bothers me. I don't want to listen to him every week. And yeah, he's a, he's an all time great. I'm never going to take that away from him, but I don't know if I could deal with with him talking to the New York media every week. It's not only that he kind of went full Joe Rogan with the the COVID and immunized versus you know vaccinated. He's also just kind of a jerk. 
Like the way he, the Completely. way he talks, the way he's you know, the way he acted, you know, this off season, just kind of feels like a jerk. Yeah, completely agree, and that, that's what I really meant. I mean, obviously, I, I thought the COVID comments were idiotic, so don't get me wrong. But just at, in general, Aaron Rodgers as a personality is not someone that I would be thrilled about having to talk about every week. But if he wins the Giants the Super Bowl, he wins the Giants the Super Bowl. But he's also a little bit older. You don't know if his head's going to be in 100%. You know, I feel like Russell Wilson, if he gets that change of scenery, he's not the quarterback Aaron Rodgers is, but I think he's the guy that will kind of rise to the occasion. He's going to be accountable. Right. And and one thing, Luke, I really wanted to talk about, not football-related before we go, was the MLB, you know, locking out the players and the Players Association. It happened at midnight, la- you know, last night. So, was it, 15 hours ago. And I'm not mad about it. Like, why not get it over with? You know there's going to be some severe collective bargaining changes. There's a big disagreement. You know, people are saying this is so sad. This is this. Nothing's happening this offseason anyway. You're not playing games. No one's getting paid. No one's losing money. So once it gets to a point where kind of like the COVID shortened year two years ago, where there isn't any, when, when there's games missing because of a disagreement, that's where I'll be upset. But right now, let them figure this out, right? Let them figure out what the issue is and, and kind of go from there. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to, to monitor. And, and the one thing I will say that is sad is kind of, I feel like the fans get the short end of the stick in a lot of this. And I, you know, I, I agree. I 100% think, you know, they should get a fair deal. The players have, have every right to do that because they feel like the owners have screwed them for so long, which, which I agree with. I mean, Rob Manford basically held a press conference where he said, you know, we need to, we need to let guys, you know, stay under control longer. Players want to be shorter so they can get their money. But it's like when they become free agents, teams aren't exactly biting to sign these 30-year-old guys. They want to get the younger guys. So it's going to be a long battle, whatever. Like you said, it won't really hit till there's games missed. But it is tough when you see, you know, Jamison Tyone tweeting, I can't interact with team doctors anymore. Like he has to find out how to rehab, you know, whether it's like a personal doctor or, or figuring out himself because he can't be in contact with, anyone associated with the team, which is kind of a, a very strange wrinkle to all of this, where it's like they can't interact with the GMs, with the coaches, anything like that, the doctors. So I think that's the one part of this that's going to be really kind of weird to watch. You know, I saw uh, Herrera, who signed with, I believe, the Philly State or the Braves. I can't remember. He either went from the Braves to the Phillies or vice versa. Had to get a Planet Fitness membership because he can't work out at the uh, at the team facility anymore. So he's one of us now. I hope he you know, had a friend reference uh, refer him because he gets a month free. That's right. Get the free first month. I should have done that. I can't believe I didn't do that. with. Yeah, I was like bad. kind of like when you said you joined, I, was, I didn't text you, but I was like, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, it's, it's a thing. I was like, what? I was like, what the hell? Like, I could have got a free month. You, we could have been gym buddies and, and going. I you didn't know, free know that. But you know, you have to go to the same one or any I, planet I fitness any in the world. I think it's any. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, One thing I, I really don't like, and you kind of touched on it, Luke, is the eligibility of when you get free agency. And the, the Player Association plan starting in 2023-24 is that it would change to six years or five years before you become uh, eligible for free agency. Or, yeah. And I just – I think it's a smarter way to do it because now you see the, the, the stars are going to get paid, right? But yeah. now with the Giancarlo Stanton contract, people are complaining about the contract. You know, the Garrett Cole contract – if he signed that two years earlier where he's still worth $30 million, then you're not paying him so much at 39. And, and I think it's yeah. the best case scenario for everybody where, look, this guy's worth the money. You look at what happened with 
the Rays. They paid their star. They paid Wander Franco. Why, why wouldn't we start paying them earlier so that when they get to that age 30, 28, 27 season, they're taking shorter-term deals. They're not getting paid millions of dollars into age 40 when, frankly, they don't deserve it. But they deserve the money over the course of their career. For too long, yeah. in baseball and hockey especially, you're paying guys for what they've done, not what they're projected to do. And that's what creates a lot of issues with the Andrew Ladd contract for the Islanders, with the Giancarlo Stanton contract, with the A-Rod contract late when the, the Yankees end up cutting him. If you pay these guys earlier, then there's not an issue. And I, I wonder if you could spin it to have a basketball sort of deal where you're only paying guys the, the largest contract would be five or six years. They're getting money. It's shorter-term deals. You're getting a ton of money anyway. And then, you know, you don't have that burden where you're paying maybe it's five years, 125 versus 10 years, 250. But after that five-year deal is up, if you're still performing, you get another five-year deal worth 140. So you're making more money, but there's just a little less kind of long-term security. Yeah, not to mention with analytics now and everything being, you know, put under a microscope. A lot of these organizations, they know what these players are going to be. I mean, Wanda Franco had one year at the MLB level, and it was a real, real less than a year, actually. I called up halfway through the year, and it was a good half a year, and he still got that contract. Like, organizations know which of their players are going to be stars and which aren't. Like, it's not going to turn into a bunch of bad contracts. Here or there, maybe they'll miss. But the one thing I think that could really help out, and I don't think it would ever happen, would be some kind of salary cap floor just so that these veteran free agents that are on the market have to be signed. Like the Orioles are like, okay, we have to pick up this guy to meet our, our floor. You know, maybe we don't necessarily want him because we want to lose games. But if we pick up this guy, that's, you know, five, $6 million a year, you know, we have to meet that threshold. I don't know if, if that's possible. It's just so weird because in every sport, the salary salary cap has worked, but for some reason, baseball just doesn't, they don't know how to do it. So it, it's going to be interesting to see. I know they want, the players want to raise that, ca- the, the, the cap uh, – The luxury tax you, to 240 right? Yeah, the luxury tax. Thank you. I'm an idiot. I can't speak English right now. The luxury tax they want to raise. So that could help out too. Um, it's going to be bloody though for both sides. And I think it's one important note. I think a lot of uh, – a phrase that's going to be thrown out a lot during this whole thing is, is millionaires versus billionaires. Let's not forget too, not all these players are millionaires. A lot of them are these guys that are on these, these lower contracts that are also kind of in the mix. Uh, baseball, I, I will say the owners have done a better job so far of helping out their minor leaguers or they're, they're at least promising to, which, which is a good start. But let's not forget there are, are those lower end of the guys too. It's not just the Max Scherzers that are kind of fighting right now. Right. Cause we've seen Scherzer and the big names get paid, but it's a lot of the, the younger guys that aren't getting paid. You know, there, you have, uh, Aaron judge making like a million dollars two years ago when he was coming off a yeah. season that was borderline all-star. Or no, he wasn't all-star. It was borderline MVP. How is your MVP getting paid so little through arbitration? You look at even the NHL, a much poorer sport for the most part, and you've got you know guys in arbitration making fair value, not making $1 million, right, after that entry-level deal yeah. is up. And, and it's a good point, Luke, where you say, look, the stars going to get paid. It's the middle class of baseball that's going to get squeezed. And it's I don't even know the names off the top of my head, but it's these guys that probably deserve $5 million you know, a season, but they're going to end up having to take far less or they're not even getting signed. And that's where the real yeah. concern is for these players because, you know, Garrett Cole can take a hit, right? He can miss a season and be okay. The younger, these other guys can't. And that's where you want to see them be supported. And, and I'd love to actually see the finances of teams like the Orioles that are bad. Are you really, can you really not afford 
you know, $70 million on a payroll. If you can't afford that, I'm sorry. You need a new manager. You need a new guy running the business because this is baseball. This is pro sports. You're making money hand over fist. And if you can't make money, then you got to figure something else out. You know, how do you see these the minor league baseball teams, you know, the Northwoods League, summer leagues, making money with bare bones? Sure, they're not paying their players, but, you know, they're making it work with a thousand people in the stands. Figure it out. If you're, if you're pro baseball teams, figure it out so you can actually pay these guys a fair amount. Yeah, and the last thing I'll say is that the last CBA agreements, I mean, the players got taken to the woodshed, and they didn't know it at the time. So it's kind of, you know, the players and their lawyers probably should have done a better job. You could say that. They could have negotiated better. But in the result of that was the owners have been making money hand over fist. You know, obviously the pandemic year was a hit towards them and yada, yada. But before that, they were, they were making a lot of money. So I think they certainly have the capability. They've, they've been eating a lot of the pie. The players just want a little bit of that slice. The owners are always going to make more money. They're always going to be better off. That's how sports are, and, and that's how they should be. I mean, the people that, that make the money, that buy the teams, uh, should should be able to make as much money as they want, but they should also put that money back into the team and put a nice product on the field. You know, teams like the Orioles and the Pirates just, just aren't doing that, and I think that is just bad for the sport in general because those small market teams are, are very important to their markets. I mean, when those teams are good, the fans come out and they love it. So it, it's kind of about trying to make sure the small markets can – can compete. Luke, real quick, there's propo- uh, proposals of 14 teams in the playoffs, one with a bye. Uh, you know, the, the lower six teams play a three-game, you know, wild card series. Thoughts on that? I don't love it. I understand it, though. It's going to be more money. It's going to be more players, more eyeballs. You know, we can get the Mike Trouts in the playoffs every year, so I get it. I'm just very, like, I, I like the value of winning your division, and I know the one seed's going to get a bye, which will be important, but I like, you know, if you win your division, you're into the actual ALDS, NLDS. You don't you don't have to play the wild card things like that. Um, but it, it'll be it'll be fun. You know they get to pick who they play possibly, and there will be that fight for the one seed. So I'll be totally fine with it for sure. Uh, but as kind of the traditionalist in me, I do like having value on winning your division because that's that's how baseball is. That's why you play 162 games. You know, Luke, give me the 2020 rules. More wild card teams, they weed each other out in one game, and then you end up with actual series that start with four teams that's what i want because i like playoff expansion i think the blue jays should have made the playoffs last year and, and it's fun why not give me more of those wild card games those one game elimination things they're, they're plenty of fun well yeah i wouldn't they do like three games though if there were more teams i'm guessing that that's what they said with the uh the, the current proposed format but then it defeats the point of winning your division like you said so if you do what 2020 did where what it was the three division winners and then no, they had the three they had three game series though. Did they? It wasn't just one game wild card. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, it was three. Never mind. Yeah, then. it was three game wild cards. But like that was like like I don't want to see the Marlins Cubs. Like I I don't know. I want to <laughs> see it. Give me more teams because for every Marlins Cubs, you're getting yeah, why not? you're getting the Blue Jays. You're getting the Mets who could always make a run with their with their pitching staff. That's true, and and I mean the NHL and, and the NBA. That's what's so uh, crazy. And sorry to cut you off. Every other league yeah. has a bunch of playoff teams. Why is baseball so so like? Hold your nose at more playoff teams. Be, well, I think it's because baseball wants to emphasize the regular season to make it more important, whereas the other sports, playoffs are it. Like, the NHL playoffs is what everyone talks about. The NBA playoffs is what everyone talks about. And for the MLB, no one watches the regular season, but they want it to actually mean something. Fair enough. Uh, give me more playoff teams. You know, maybe it's not 16, but it can certainly be 14 or 12 or whatever it is. But with that, Luke, that's all the time we've got. We'll catch you guys on Tuesday, releasing around 5 o'clock. We'll recap our picks. We'll recap the Jets, Giants, and Bills games. 
And don't forget to throw us a follow at MattWatling99, at LukeTheKid3, at Watling Owens. Catch us wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. And we'll catch you guys same time on Tuesday.